Welcome to episode 138 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how's it going? <laughs> it's alright. Uh, I had to I had to stop for a second because I heard whistling in the background. <laughs> uh, I believe that was a screaming baby Yoda. Oh, okay. Maybe. Oh, yeah, because you're that's where your um, uh, roommate's TV is down there. Yep. So they're watching um, uh, whatever the hell it is. Episode seven of the Mandalorian, which I haven't seen yet. So oh, okay. I keep glancing over and I keep having to tell myself don't because I'm actually watching it with my girlfriend. Oh, uh, okay. So. How, how do you like it? I, I'm not watching it at all. So. I think it's good. It is, it is not. It's Star Warsy, but it's not Star Warsy. It's it's a lot like Rogue One in that regard. So good. Yes. So, all right. So, like, here's I, the thing. I'm sorry. I'll continue. Right. I'll let you finish before I. I'll say I do talk. think Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. So. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. Actually, I, I I actually really like that, and I'm like super lukewarm about Star Wars, mm-hmm. and so I have a reason for that too. And I think one of the reasons that Rogue One is good is it finally told a proper story for the universe. Like, yes. So here's the big problem I have with Star Wars. They created a universe that is just absolutely perfect to tell political dramas and espionage stories. Yep. And then they decided to tell science fantasy stories in the whole thing. Yes. And it makes no damn sense to me. And everyone's just like, oh, yeah, like, this is what it's like. They created such a good world for that, like, built around all this stuff. Like, oh, and, and then they're just like, let's take this completely the opposite direction and make it something that, like, just doesn't make any sense. Like, well, I don't know. Let's basically have a high fantasy hero's journey quest line. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's science fantasy. That's what it is. It's a fantasy mm-hmm. storyline. Like, you know, and they're fine and stuff like that. I've never like been super into them and stuff like that. I tend to be more a sci-fi person than anything, but yep. Like, I don't know. And cause I watched them. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not even caught up on the last two, like main air quotes, mainline ones that they released or whatever. The most recent I, two that they I came just, out with. Cause I just don't care, but I watched rogue one and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm like, I kind of want to like, like, I don't buy I don't buy movies. I don't watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of want to buy the DVD for this one because I like it that much. I'm like, I think this is honestly the best Star Wars movie that they have made. Like, ugh. but so you don't like the high fantasy aspect of it. How did you feel about the blind monk? Where in Rogue One? I mean, it's like whatever. Like you kind of have to accept that. I think I kind of was. I think I kind of was over it from um, playing Old Republic for a while. as weird as that sounds because i kind of like so i kind of get or was kind of with some of the like you know whatever stuff or whatever you know but the one thing uh, the one thing that i actually really liked about his character though is he was he he was only kind of a force user yeah like nothing about him was a jedi right he Mm -hmm. was just really really good at what he did and you could argue you could arguably say that he was just really really lucky Mm-hmm. He's like the the devout, you know, Christian in World War II who just miraculously didn't get shot running across a battlefield. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> sh- shit just happens like that. So variance is a thing, right? Yep. So but, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I enjoy the Mandalorian. You might enjoy it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can I can be really weird about stuff, like. So that, that's why I'm not sure. I think if you were a normal person, you would enjoy it. Probably, yeah. Like I get, I'm really weird about stuff. It's really funny what I latch onto because, like, there's certain things on paper that I just should love or hate, and mm-hmm. I don't feel that way about any of the stuff like that. So, like, the the season just ended on TV, but like, me and my wife kind of started watching the first season on a whim and like the backwards and got into it. But like, on paper, I should friggin' hate this. I am just addicted to the freaking mass singer. I knew what you were talking about as soon I, as you said that. I hate I hate singing shows. Mm-hmm. I hate celebrity shows. I hate like those like corny mystery things. And this is everything of that wrapped into one. And I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's weird that you hate music shows when you love musicals. But I suppose musicals tell a story. So here's the deal with music shows. Like it's a 
there's so much that goes into those things. It's very, it, it's hard to even say here. It's not about pure raw musical talent. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's fine. I get it and stuff like that. Like, but people think the show is about the most, like the best person or something like that. And it's not necessarily, it's almost to some degree about the most marketable. Yep. And I'm, and I'm like fine with that. But the biggest problem I have, and I noticed it on the mass Singer too, is, is that some, some of the things that people think are really good, I don't find interesting or good. Like, I'm of the opinion that being a good singer is just not good enough. Like, like in life or what? In, in in the music industry. Yeah. Like, you, like I don't think I, I don't think you can just be a good singer. You like, have to. You yourself have to be marketable in some way. Yes, and in order to get by just on your like skill, like to to be respect like on your respected as your with your skill as a vocalist alone, I think you have to be out of this league beyond basically what almost anyone in music is right now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like actually, the stuff that I like, I tend to like things that are a little. I don't like music that's really really clean. If that makes sense. Yep. Like I've said that before with certain covers of things and stuff like. I, I like music that has um, a, a lot of that isn't perfect. That isn't so sterile. I think is the word I commonly use when I'm talking about it. You do, like, because there's some song. Yeah, there's some songs I really like, but I'm like, they just needed to be performed in a different way because they sterilized what made the song good. Yeah. To some degree, like, uh, I, I was talking. No, I, in one of our bonus episodes, I was talking about the song "Chandelier" by Sia. Yep, which... and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, she's good too. I think. I remember like, saying I don't know what the song is, and yeah. you linked it to me, and I listened. To me like, oh, I know this song. I don't. Yeah. Remember, I don't remember what the song is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like, like there's covers of that I really like because it's less, it's less sterile. They they really sterilize the 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 production of that track, in my opinion. I think she does a phenomenal job. Don't like I'm not bagging on her for this one, mm. but like, there's a lot of music like that where I'm like, I think it needs to like it's too, too cleaned up. Uh, closer by the by the Chainsmokers is one. Like that's that's a legit good song in my opinion if it's mm-hmm. done by anyone else. <laughs> like they just took that song and just took every ounce of emotion they could out of it. Man, uh, this is this is off topic, but listen, like whenever I talk about music with you, I realize how bad I am at remembering the names of songs. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I have to like really try to remember and stuff like that. Yep, but like. I think I just like music that's that people put a lot of emotion into because I think that's why I like Jesse Stewart. <laughs> I mean, that's that's always been my argument for why I like music. Yeah, like it has to have an emotional attachment to it. Yeah, which is why I think a lot of our music preferences actually do coincide a lot. Yeah, yeah I think that's why a lot of our a lot of our things do intersect with that. We do also but. like we like them for different reasons, also though. So oh yeah, we've discussed like we've discussed that ad not like a, yeah. a lot with the certain thing. Actually, on entire episodes of the podcast, I'm sure <laughs> people are sick of hearing this. So hey, but. it's not our fault that we have good taste in music. No crap, but random thing. So I popped into my Google Now, you know, which mm-hmm. gives me like articles and stuff on my phone and stuff like that. And um, uh, one of the things you can do is like. Uh, add things you're interested in or like block things you're not. Yep. And like I blocked a lot of stuff. And so I was like going and cleaning, like changing some stuff and like whatever. And it has a section for suggestions, uh, things you might be interested in that you could add. And I'm, uh, one of the things that came up was Pepper Coyote. And I'm like, oh my God, like I need to like delete my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good song. This song is so catchy. But I'm, uh, yeah. Okay. It's related, actually. If you're if you're gonna go look that up, don't do it at work. <laughs> me and me and my girl, I I got an oil change today before I went okay. grocery shopping with my girlfriend today. So we're sitting in. Uh, I was gonna say that's not a euphemism, right? No, I literally got an actual oil change at Valvoline, and it cost me sixty eight dollars. Okay, <laughs> it's a lot specific, but okay, continue. Uh, so we're sitting there, and suddenly we get on the topic of this song, <laughs> like, like, and she's like, "What would you do if I bought you one?" I was like. I, I don't, you know, I I would question you spending that much on a Christmas present. You're like, what if I bought Get, you like give it to me? Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> well, she's like, well, what would you do if I bought you like a really really cheap one off like some other site for like three dollars? I'm like, I'd be worried it would dissolve. 
<laughs> and then, so we're, we start talking about the song and like I'm sitting in line at the Valvoline so I, I just like I play it over my Bluetooth in my car and like like we're both like singing along I'm like this song is way better than it has literally any right to be I know right like lyrically it is actually really really creative and high quality oh yeah it's like I I don't know like there's some stuff like that like my that playlist I have of uh just inappropriate songs it's just wonderful i love like i love listening to it because there's a couple of those like ocr rap songs that have some of some of the stuff in them are just filthy and it makes me laugh every time (laughs) uh speaking of which uh i don't know how much you care about epic rap battles of history but they just came out with a new one uh oppenheimer versus thanos (laughs) christ okay Uh (laughs) oppenheimer is amazing okay like his his lyrics are like he hands down wins it is probably okay. one of my favorites just from his portion so okay that might be a post episode thing here but okay <laughs> you need to listen to it all right i probably i probably will um all right so like why don't we get into an actual like magic topic today um we were going to talk about this last week but then got like super sidetracked and then uh, uh, did they change things on us we were going to talk about this two weeks ago but then we got super sidetracked okay and then we, got, we were going to talk about it again last week and we got super sidetracked we're good at this. We are. Also, you I know have... how we like have trouble coming up with topics. Sometimes, apparently, <laughs> we just need to come up with a topic and not talk about it ever. Uh... <laughs> uh, I do actually have one more magical to... oh. topic that is not related to uh, our actual topic. Okay, go for it. Uh, we won't the... reveal our actual topic until we like finish this. Yeah, we need to actually know. we need to actually get to it first, and we might yeah. not. <laughs> We're already ten minutes in. Okay. All right. Um. So the Theros Beyond Death trailer came out. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. I yes, like it came out. It was sweet. Elspeth was doing her like thing, and Ashiok was doing its thing, and all this thing. People are complaining about it. All right, people are people on the internet are complaining about something, John. I know. God, call the papers. Shocking. Uh, So these are the complaints I've heard about it. They're like. It fall. They're like it does. It doesn't do anything. It's not creative. They're just doing like every other previous magic release trailer that's ever happened. So so wait, they're doing the same thing as all the other previous trailers. Yeah. Huh. It's it's almost continue. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. They're also like it doesn't seem like it's as it's as uh, as cleaned up as something as like the Throne of Eldraine one was. You know, they, or as, or as, it doesn't seem like as as clean up as the War of the Spark one was. Like, oh, you know. oh, shut up! Okay, yeah, they're like they're like oh, it's, it just doesn't look as sharp and you know clearly in focus and all that. And they're like it, it's not really like the, someone said that it reminded them too much of the War of the Spark trailer because you had the main character like being distracted by a thing that makes them remember their past and yada yada. And okay. they're like, and then they're like. I don't really understand what's going on. Like, isn't she in the afterlife? Afterlife, and why is Ashiok there? What is Ashiok even doing? Is Ashiok Do doing anything? People understand metaphors. Like, <laughs> well, that's that's this is where like my mind. Melts. Okay, sorry. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. So, every single complaint I've heard basically comes down to they don't understand what the hell is going on in that trailer. I think that's the point. Like, the trailer is not Elspeth is in the afterlife. Yeah. The trailer is Elspeth is having a nightmare, uh-huh. and Ashiok is making it happen. Yeah, there's a reason why there are black tendrils connecting the two. Yeah, Ashiok is the nightmare weaver, yep. and we've already established that there is effectively two different versions of the Theros afterlife. There's the happy, nice one where Gideon is. Well, that was kind of metaphorical too. Yeah, but like I'd like I like to imagine there actually is one like it's okay, is kind we'll of there, right? That, like, but, all right. And then, who's to say Theros doesn't have what is metaphorically a hell? I'd imagine that's more what it's like, considering. I mean, that is Yama, like actual the mythology Greek connection mythology there. Yeah, but it's like who's to say that Elspeth isn't literally in hell? And you want to know who's probably a really good like tormentor? Yeah, right. Ashiok. Psychological torment. I mean. Ashiok literally brought down an entire, like, sub-civilization on Theros because they could. Mm-hmm. Like, they made the guy go insane and murder his own family. <laughs> like, he's and started a war and all that stuff. Because Ashiok enjoys causing nightmares. 
the reason why the whole trailer is a little fuzzy and doesn't seem like it's out of focus is because it's a dreamscape. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be fuzzy and out of focus. Yeah. Also, comparing it to like War of the Spark is just not fair. Yeah. Because War of the Spark is a culmination of like a long, long line of things, and they put a lot of extra effort into that. And that also, was funny like... enough, I, I watched the Theros one and then went back and watched the War of the Spark, and I'm like, God, this is still good. Like, <laughs> that's the thing is the War of the Spark one is the best trailer they've ever made. Oh yeah, hands down. Yeah, easy. Yeah, not I even close. Good talk. Yeah, like the El- the Eldraine one was like you know cute and whimsical and kind of funny and like the song really yeah. worked and I like that, but it's like no, it pales in comparison to War of the Spark. Like I watched the War of the Spark one and I, I'm like I know how everything ends and stuff like that. I'm like oh my god, this is great. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like you watch it again. You're just like everything in that was just really really good. It's like yeah, it's like. I wa- yeah. everything is going to be compared to the War of the Spark one from now until the end of time, yeah, but that doesn't mean important. you should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I watched the War of the Spark and I'm kind of, like, mad we went to Eldraine because I'm like, I don't care about it. I'm, I, I just want to, I want more of Liliana's storyline. That's all I want. Yeah, like, so just make this Liliana the Gathering. So everyone complaining about, like, the Theros Beyond Death trailer, it just made me come to the realization that everyone else is just actually dumb. Oh yeah, people just want to complain about stuff. That's people on the internet want to complain about something. God, it's damn, like, I'm sorry, right. the trailer didn't literally spell out everything that is going on for you in the world, and you had to like view it as like a metaphorical, you know. And it's like, oh man, it's almost like Ashiok is called the Nightmare Weaver. Huh. Yeah, Funny I was how just that like, works. I don't know. So like, whatever. Like, how blatant does Watsy need to be in their trailers? Really? Very. Apparently. I don't know. I'm, ex- I'm actually excited for Theros. I, Theros I, was just, a... I don't want to say Theros was a good set, but Theros was an interesting set. Theros was a set that wasn't particularly great, but the... Theros itself, not necessarily the sets after it, mm-hmm. um, was a very enjoyable set, I will say. I liked Theros just in general. It it had a lot of good flavor. It had a lot of good yeah. like a lot of. I loved how every single Minotaur was a two three. Yeah, just, just staying on brand for that. That was just really awesome. Like there's also, a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of sweet, but that's got not yeah. in this set, which makes me super sad. There's there's just a lot of little things in Theros that I'm like, this is really cool, and like yeah, like there. Heroic was a really sweet like deck to play and like the mechanic. The limited format was meh, but yeah, I, I I'm not gonna lie, like it was not the best. But like honestly, I like heroic is still just I think that mechan- the mechanic as a design in general is just awesome. But it, it's it, tough to make work in limited. It's all it's just a really good balance of risk reward though. Yeah, like, and that's what I like. <laughs> yeah. As we, as we were talking before the episode, I like decks that make you go all in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so should we should we move on? Can we start talking onto the actual topic now. Okay, so um, we talked about this as I said a while ago, but um, uh, we just kind of wanted to do a what like a metagame check in of Pioneer. That's pretty much what it is. I don't know how we want to frame it or whatever, but like take a look at where the format is, what's doing well, what decks are there, um, what decks disappeared. And yeah, just kind of go from there and talk about things and where the format is. So, and we have had a lot of decks just disappear. Yeah, right. Which is fu- which is funny because a lot of the decks that got restrictions put on them were not necessarily like they weren't. A lot of the decks that lost cards were not necessarily decks that completely revolved around that card. Yeah. And you know, if we get to that point, like that is going to be very very well shown in the green decks. Yeah, but we have to get to All that right. point first. What? Are, so I'm gonna let you kind of lead this here, and I'll chime in where I need to and stuff. Okay. So, but. Uh, well, I suppose actually, like the first thing we probably should talk about is the most recent bannings. I think we've touched yeah. on every banning. Um, I they, I actually thought that was this was really really funny mm-hmm. because uh, we had normal bannings announced on on Monday. Yep. And in that banning, they're like, there will be no changes to any formats. Oh, 
and I'm and then people sure. went out and bought all their stuff. <laughs> well, maybe they did. I have no idea. And like I re- like I remember reading the announcement. And they're like, we're not going to have any changes. The formats seem relatively stableish. Yada yada. We're going to see where it goes. And they're they're like, there will be no change to any formats. And then like six hours goes by, lunch passes, and they're like, we're banning two cards in Pioneer. I remember leaning that little reading the line of there will be no changes to any formats. And mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if this counts Pioneer. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it doesn't. Nope, it does not. <laughs> Definitely doesn't. Uh, they finally banned Oko. Yep. Which I don't think he was oppressive in It's like fine. He's he was more annoying than anything. He was more annoying than anything in Pioneer. Like and that's kind of what what it amounts to is he was randomly really good against like the control decks, which annoyed me for obvious reasons. Yeah. And like, he just did like, enough stuff to be annoying and hard to deal with. Yeah. And then just pure quality of life. They banned Nexus of fate. I like, I'm, I'm kind of like fine, whatever, but I'm like, I, I like the quality of life choice as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Like but... Nexus was one of those decks that I was probably going to be building soon ish just because I yeah. could, Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, dang, I never got to play it. At the same time, it's like, this is probably for the better. Yeah, it's just like one of those things that's like, this is just annoying and I don't want to do it. I think some, I think they got posted in our, or it got posted in our Discord. And I think my reply was like, well, I got better matchups now. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole. Which, th- honestly, yeah. The whole thing with Nexus is I don't remember if. I think Nexus was like kind of weak to the Oko decks. So yeah. by getting rid of Oko, suddenly the Nexus becomes stronger. And if Nexus is like your top deck. It's not a good thing. No, it's not. We've found that out. Yeah, we discovered this in standard. You don't want Nexus to be your best deck. Yeah, yeah. But... So basically, Simic just got the absolute shit kicked out of it in the last mm-hmm. uh, ban couple, the last couple banned restricted amount announcements. But mm-hmm. that's probably for the better. Like everything they've banned so far has basically been quality of life. Like there's been a few I disagree with. Like I don't think they should have banned Smokescopter. I don't think they should have banned Once Upon a Time. But I understand Whatever, I why they did. Yeah. And like losing Oko and Nexus is just like, yeah, they probably should have been gone. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's one of those things. If they didn't ban it, I wouldn't have been like lighting, lighting my torch, you know, and grabbing my pitchfork. Yeah. But like, it's like with, with, a, like with them being banned, it's like, okay, this makes things a little easier on me is about it. Yeah. And it was really, really funny actually. Uh, after it got banned a few hours later, my friend Kristoff messaged me. He's like, I am literally devast- like legit devastated that Oka's banned and I have no idea what to play now because he's been playing that four-color monstrosity of his. Yeah, and it was basically, <laughs> it was, like, Oko was important, wasn't it? He was playing blue only for Oko. Oh, funny. Like, I think maybe he had, like, a Scarab God in the sideboard and, like, some negates and stuff, but, like, in the main deck, he was only playing blue for Oko. Uh, funny <laughs> and it's like I, I straight up told him i'm like you could just play obzon also you should have seen this coming let's be real yeah he, like he ne- let's be a little real here he never responded to that so it's like <laughs> hopefully he didn't go off the deep end yeah <laughs> but it's like just straight up oko is not a reasonable magic card i still don't yeah. think he's the best planeswalker ever printed i think anyone who says that is dumb uh, I'm mainly looking at Sam Black, who's absolutely <laughs> like certain in that statement. Yeah, but, like I okay. do think he was made wrong, though. But yeah. I, I like they flipped some numbers around. But yeah, okay, all right. So cards got banned. Metagame, metagame, metagame. Here we are. Cards got banned, and suddenly the second best deck in the format is now the best deck in the format. As it should be, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Well, because they didn't ban anything about it. Uh, Blue by Control is probably unanimously agreed to be the best deck in the format right now. Blue Blue White Control, you said. Blue White Control. Okay. Uh, which is interesting because on MTG Goldfish, there's literally two different Blue White Control decks, and I don't know why. There's one that has thirty-five decks and one that has six decks. There's co- cards different, or who knows? I guess like other. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so. Whatever. The first one is the one I like the mo- the most. It's yeah. more of a Planeswalker control deck. It's the literal one that I have played myself. Yeah. Uh, slightly different than my my build. So it, it only it runs two Narset, three Terry Time Raveler, two Jay's Architect of Thought, which that card is sweet, and I'm so glad it's seen play again. And <laughs> uh, three Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. Uh, the difference between this build and my build is I'm actually playing Elspeth because I like actually having my games end in a reasonable amount of time. 
Yeah. <laughs> this next entire win con is nothing but Teferi Hero of Dominaria. Oh my which god. Is, yeah. Ah. Uh, sorry, Teferi Hero of Dominaria and Castle Ardenvale. So uh, five mana one ones and tucking yourself is the I only should way talk because I've used Castle Ardenvale as a win con. <laughs> you have, but like the whole thing is like this is just a slow win con. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I have a single Elspeth in my deck, and I sometimes I think that that's too few. Yeah, honestly though, like if you're playing a control deck, you probably have enough win cons. Like, you actually you probably have too many win cons a lot of times, but maybe. Like, but I don't know. I th Elspeth also serves another purpose of being a board wipe and protection, yeah. which is really nice. Elspeth, I mean, Elspeth fits. Like, I think I think having the Elspeth is fine. But like, yeah. Uh, one thing that I think is probably like this is obligated to be a hard lock in every single build of blue white control ever is at least two main deck blessed alliance. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that something like Soul Flare and Hexproof are both potential decks that you can play mm -hmm. uh, means you need an actual non-targeting answer to something. Yeah, it, it goes well with like the Supreme Verdict, obviously, but there are. You know, as like Soul Flare is commonly indestructible, so Supreme Verdict doesn't hit it. So, plus the line yeah. super important, especially randomly at the Dungeons End meta, where there's at least one person playing. Um, there's at least one person playing Hexproof, and there's at least one person playing Soul Flare. Not funny. It's like, it's it just goes to show what I've always said about the Dungeons End meta, where it's just like the weirdest shit ever. It's just yeah. <laughs> uh. It's like the la I, I didn't play Pioneer today, but like last week there was, I played Green Black Scales. There was Kristoff yep. on his four color. There was a guy playing Black Red Mono Removal, <laughs> which yeah. and then the Soul Flayer deck, the um, and the uh, Hexproof deck. Yeah, it's like that is a messed up meta. Like yeah, out of everything I just told you, do you see? any of those decks anywhere even close to like the oh yeah people play this no, no, that, no. it's like i mean you know and i'm working on two decks right now actually i've got one almost built that's not even on this list that i can see um anywhere it's probably, it's probably down far enough if you keep going yeah but and then, then i'm working on them uh i refuse to call it what you call it but uh snake yeah that i'm working on too and stuff and that one's at least on the list but yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's just funny what shows up. Like, yeah. There's another blue right control with two decks. <laughs> wait, there's another blue white control. Yeah, way down on the list. Why are there so? Many? It's it, it's how they categorize things. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Right. So well, well let's, we're on that topic. Let's 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 go to the other blue white control deck. This okay. one only has six decks. Okay. So this one plays two Narset, three Teferi Time Raveler, three Teferi Hero of Dominaria. So zero okay. Jace Architect of Thought, yep. which does make it noticeably weaker against something. Uh, you're weaker to decks that make like a lot of like one ones, because mm -hmm. Jace Architect of Thought is ra is randomly really good, and I don't think people appreciate that. Yeah, right. Plus, he's like his tick down is Factor Fiction, which is gas. Uh, Factor Fiction is a sweet card. So it runs one less Blessed Alliance, one less Azori's Charm, four Sensor. That's something people are really high on sensor and I don't understand why a lot of people are saying that sensor plus hieroglyphic illumination and makes your dig through times really good, but this deck's only running two dig through times. What is it? What difference does it make? Yeah. Like right. if you're, tr if you're trying to push dig through time, play more dig through time. So you got a, you got a main deck search for Iskanta and one detention sphere, as opposed to the three cast outs that the other one plays. It's playing an extra land. I like Surge, honestly. Like that card's gas. Surge is good. I've just never, I've never been like, man. I really wish I had another Search for Iskanta. Yeah, fair enough. Like Search for Iskanta was really, really good in its standard format. There are better forms of card advantage. Is basically what it amounts to. Fair enough. So, like right. dig through time. <laughs> <laughs> it's also playing one extra land, and it's playing three Mystic Sanctuary, which. The other build and my build plays zero of. Hmm. I think the whole Mystic Sanctuary is meant to like put um, Dig Through Time back on top of your library and then you cycle into it and cast it. 
that's the cute way of doing it, as it were, which I guess is another way of pushing dig through time. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm also unimpressed with Mystic Sanctuary because you have no way of fetching it reliably. Yeah. But... I don't know. I know Jerry T is high on builds like this, and I just am not. What's Jerry T know? Yeah, it's he's not like <laughs> one of the best deck builders in Matt Nines currently in Magic or anything. Yep, you know. But <laughs> uh, all right. So I mean, blue white controls a control deck. Like I don't know. Yeah, what else that what else to say about this deck? I mean, yeah, like control deck. It's a control deck. I mean, this is the first deck that I played, and it's probably the deck that it's both the deck I think I've done the best with and the deck I enjoy playing the most out of all my options, which is saying something because one of the decks I have built is, you know, Snake. Yeah. But, I don't know. This deck is sweet, and there's are sweet things. I also really like how this... I was literally mentioning that, man, I think that I need to have, like, at least one more Lyra in my sideboard, and this deck is running two in its sideboard. Funny. So, right. every once in a uh, while I see something, I'm like, man, I'm actually kind of on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- so, I love how for the next deck, we're going to go completely the opposite direction now. Yeah, <laughs> the two best decks, I guess, or two most common decks. Yeah, two most common. I, what was the second best deck Jerry T said? I, he maybe I think he said it might have been black, mono black. Okay, I know Jerry but, T does yeah. mon, Jerry T does think mono black is one of the best decks. Yeah, so mono which, black aggro is the next one on our list here. Right? Uh, mono black aggro, uh, the deck that got Smuggler's Copter bans. <laughs> like to uh, be like, I understand that Smuggler's Copter goes in literally every single. Um, aggro deck but uh-huh. i also don't think that makes it that oppressive in pioneer sure if if the best deck in the format is playing for azorius charm smuggler's copter is not as good <laughs> uh, fair enough uh this deck is sweet though it plays sweet cards yeah i love i love seeing blood soak champion I love Blood Soak Champion. That period, card is so. way better than it gets credit for. It is. This this card was like the low-key MVP in the blue-black Aristocrat deck that I ran way back when. Yeah, it really was. Because <laughs> you're just like, uh, attack you with Nantuko Husk. Uh, sack it, buy it back, sack it, buy it back, sack it, buy it back, sack it. My Nantuko Husk suddenly gets plus eight, plus eight, you're dead. Like, yeah, like it just would come out of nowhere, like, and just do dumb things. Yeah, yeah. but the, the fact... card I hate seeing is Stupid Knight of the Ebon Legion because I just freaking hate that card. Really? Card's oh, good, I though. hate it. I hate that card. Not, no, not, pl- I've never played with it. Okay. Only against it, and that's why I hate it. Oh, because it's too good? It's just annoying. It's not too good. It's just, I just hate the card. It is solidly annoying. I it definitely is... will give you that. So, like, I mean, I play Murder Kill all the time and stuff like that, and it's either one of those cards that it's just, like, it does nothing, or it's, like, you're, you're like, off by one turn on, like, dealing with it, and something happens and it's out of range of yep. your, like, Cries of the Canarium and stuff like that, and you're just, like... Like, I could have I literally disfigured it, or but now I have to, like, spend a real removal spell on it because yeah. I, you know, did something don't, like... Something happened one turn or something like that, but it does spiral out of control very easily. Yeah, because like this is—I mean, this deck, this mono black aggro deck is very similar to like that, you know, black deck in standard right now, in a weird way. It—they are, playing, yeah, a remarkably similar <laughs> gutter bones, Knight of the Evan Legion, murderous rider, rankle, like <laughs> yeah, like this yeah. this deck is missing. Um, uh, da, 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 rotting Regisaur from yeah, like completing like, the package, right? Yeah, basically. It's also like, no. It's no longer running. Um, at least this particular version, it's no longer running. Uh, Spawn of Mayhem, which is interesting. Hmm. I mean, th- that's this only this specific deck. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Like, if you click on the other decks that that were seeing yeah. play, like you do see yeah, Spawn of Mayhem. Yeah, I like. Part of me really, really likes this list because it's mono four ofs. Another part of me doesn't like this list because I feel like Murderous Rider is almost off brand, but it's too powerful to not play. Murderous Rider is one of those cards that's randomly super good. Like, just being a two for one, like, is so, is really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, but a three mana two three is just not where I want to be with this deck, but I get it. It's not where you want to be, but like, it's also a three mana two three that like if you're empty handed you can just play. 
Yeah. Like, like it does something, right? Yeah. It, you know, it's it's nothing. If nothing else, it's flood insurance to some degree, I guess. Like, but well, I don't know. I think the card's randomly like super good, but yeah, I would pro- I would just personally want to like cut one or two and just play like Spawn of Mayhem's. Yeah, I think like Murderous Rider is also like like the card's super good, but I honestly like it's one of those cards that sometimes I sit and I'm like, should this be a three of? Yeah. Like, like I'm not convinced it's it's a a lock for a four of. I do also really like how like one of the primary changes when Smuggler's Copter got banned is like, all right, minus four Smuggler Copter plus four Grasp of Darkness. Yeah, I saw the Grasp of Darkness. I'm like, what? Like. <laughs> It's probably the best two mana black removal spell in the format. I mean, it's basically Doomblade. Yeah, like it's basically like Doomblade. Doomblade. Like <laughs> it, it can a lot of things dodge um, cast down. Yep. And a yeah. lot of things that don't dodge cast down are X fours or less. Yep. I mean, yep. this just kills a lot of stuff. Like it kills Glorybringer. Like that matters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Glory, Glorybringer is underplayed for how powerful it is in the format. Fair enough. It is stupid good. There's a yeah. lot of four toughness creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of like it, the, a lot of the creatures you encounter in the format are not huge. They're not. Yeah, which is it, which is really interesting. <laughs> Unless though. you pumped a lot of mana into them. Yes. But... Which does happen on occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This deck won a SCG Invitational, and it ran roughshod and didn't lose, like, a single game, I think, through the entire tournament, so... Really? Wow. Yeah. And that was that was obviously before they banned Smuggler's Copter. Yeah. So... Maybe it was too good. <laughs> Alright. So, next up we have the deck that a lot of people were thinking was going to be too powerful and was going to make Treasure Cruise OP. And it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Is it Phoenix? Uh, the deck's been like one of the better decks in the format forever. It yeah. has lost literally nothing at any points. But the thing is, if you can answer Thing in the Ice, it's not that hard to beat this deck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Phoenix... The Phoenixes are good, but they're only two. They're only three twos. Yeah. And it's not that hard to brick them. <laughs> and trying to abuse Treasure Cruise is actually a lot of work. So Yeah, like the like a non fetch format like really matters. It really does. Like, this deck would probably be too good if it had something like um uh Faithless Looting, but duh, it was too good in modern, so whatever. And I have been seeing lists popping we up. Have, we have Cathartic Reunion. <laughs> we do. I'd rather play Is It Charm. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we also have... Uh, I've been seeing lists popping up lately that are actually playing Young Pyromancer instead of Thing in the Ice. Because you can actually like play it and like cast a few spells and get some value out of it, as opposed to play Thing in the Ice, get it Abrupticate and lose. Which, I don't know <laughs> if that's good enough, but it's at least interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I... Young Pyromancer is awesome, though, so, like, it's kind of, I don't know, unfortunate that it doesn't see more play. Like, I remember when Young Pyromancer was, like, the card to be afraid of in certain formats. I mean, it, like, back when Trish Cruise was legal and modern, it was one of the best, wi- like, win cons in that deck. Yeah. Yeah, you know, suddenly people are playing Electricery in their sideboard just to deal with it. <laughs> and then uh, you had, uh... I sold a lot of Electricaries back in the day. <laughs> and it still is like a pseudo force to be reckoned with in Legacy. Yeah. The only thing is, you know, in Legacy, you have a lot of really good one mana cantrips. In modern, yeah, exactly. In modern and Pioneer, you don't. Most of them are banned. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know what card I wish saw more play? What? Dreadhorde Arcanist. Yeah. I, does it still show up in um, uh, Feather? Uh. Does the list it? I see here, the list I see here has it as a two of. All right, that's not that surprising. I mean, the cards were really good. Seder Hoplite, really. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm just looking at right now. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess it's a one drop, right? When I was when I was uh, building out this deck, that's one of the ones I looked at. Ryle, that is not one that I was expecting. 
just as a character engine, I guess. I think trample is kind of relevant. It is a form of evasion. Sure. But like, it's not a good form of evasion, well, but it is a form of evasion. Isn't isn't crash through the same thing? Uh, yes. Is it is Ryle literally a strictly worse crash through? No, never. It's creatures you control. Never. Okay, mind, yeah. So no, Ryle is better because okay. it targets. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just like. I'm like, I thought Crash who did that. That's why I'm like, nah, it's creatures you control. Because there, yeah, there's a few decks that there's a few um, prowess decks that run that. I'm really sad this deck doesn't run them. Uh, uh, one in a red double strike trample, teamer battle rage. I'm surprised by that actually. It's running Boros Charm though. Overrated. It just, it doesn't. We had a, I just, just got to throw it because we had a huge argument about this card. Yeah, here's here's the thing though, only one of them actually targets your creature. But you yep. get three modes. Yeah, it's fine. That matters. That does matter. It's also two mana. Yeah, so it's Team of Battle Rage. <laughs> yeah, I would play Team of Battle Rage as like a one of, and Team of Battle Rage is double strike and trample. Yeah, definitely. And, that is much different than Honestly, Double Strike. Just looking at this list, I would play two Boros Charm, one Teamer Battle Rage. If I just was swapping out pieces in this list. Just like straight up swap yep. one for one? Yeah, that's what I would do. But Also, I randomly love that Titan Strength is in this deck. Because that was one of those cards that I'm like, God, I love... Like, I remember playing it back in the uh, old... Or in... Uh... <sighs> it wasn't Heroic. It was... After cons, after cons had rotated out, and do, I was playing the prowess deck. Uh huh. I was playing Titan Strength, and <laughs> I really liked Titan Strength. I thought the card was really, awesome. really bad deck. Uh, you shut your whore mouth, even though you're right. <laughs> All right. I liked I liked the deck. I won a game with the deck. I got. I'm pretty sure I got an invitational invite with that deck. Probably. Yeah, that's how I got my invitational invite because. Two people above me already had invites. Do me a favor. Click on the similar decks, the very top one, the Pioneer Preliminary, by okay. Asha Asha Wenlike Neck. Uh, oops, just a second here. All right. What the hell is up with these numbers? Three favorite hoplite. Okay. Two Soul Scar Mage. Three Tenth District Legionnaire. Two Monastery Mentor of all cards. Like, full-on four Titan Strength, three Wild Slash, a single Boros Charm. I like the one of Boros Charm, actually. I'm okay with the one of Boros Charm, too. Like, I Boros Charm is one of those cards that, like, I don't think... Like, you play you play one or... You play zero to, zero to two of them. Yes. That's kind of where I'm at on it. I like the second one, the sideboard, also. that's I think that's really good. Yep. Chance for glory in the sideboard. I like that. I like that. <laughs> they have a plan. Why am I? Oh, why was I not playing that when I was playing Feather? Because you didn't need it. Oh, you're the right. Deck I was just was, games. The I deck forgot. was just busted. Uh, <laughs> Feather was super underrated still at that time. Uh, when we played it? Yes. Yes. And then everyone else started playing it, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm better at this mirror than you are. I still think it was underrated. <laughs> Even when all the bad people were playing it, yes, that's true. When bad because people... they thought it was cute, is what it was. Yeah, they're like, like "This is adorable," and we're just like, "This deck's amazing." We're like, "This deck is great," and it's like you get into the reckless rage wars and stuff. Mm. And, uh, weren't we like literally sitting to two? Like we were uh, sitting at you a were table. Playing, me and you were playing feather, and the, our opponents next to us were playing a feather mirror match as well. Yep. And they and, and they're like, they're like, oh, it's basically whoever wins the coin flip wins this game. Yeah. And we're like, dude, this game has like, and like me and you are playing. We're like, gosh, this has a lot of strategy. Like, like you like play a creature. And I'm like, okay, I have to really think. Like, you know, like try to like think, think through all the like stuff. Yeah. And we're we're both like we're one of us is like, oh shit, we really really punted that. We lost the game because of it. Yeah. I'm like I'm like it was like a first turn play, and I'm like, oh wait, I punted this entire game because I made this like one error on turn one. Yeah. Like it's like shit. <laughs> shit. Just, that just shows you the difference in perception i guess about some of the things like yeah i don't, know. I don't like the numbers in this list i'll just say that but yeah here's the th so you you played 
you played uh I think it was blue white. No, you played you played Monastery Switzer, I'm pretty sure. You played you played like red white prowess or whatever. It I played was. red I played red white prowess as well. Yeah, All I right. believe. Or so, <laughs> I played so, red white prowess and I also played a blue blue white prowess deck. Did I play Jeskai Prowess? No, you never played Jeskai. I no, know I you didn't, didn't play Jeskai because I wouldn't let you because the mana was bad. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. But um, uh, so because like, I, I played a deck with elusive spell fist, I remember. But that would have been with with fate reforged cons block, so that would have been a different time. Okay, yeah. sorry, continue. So either way, yep. so you've played like how do you feel about monastery swift scar swift spear and soul scar mage in decks like this? So, as opposed to just the, playing more heroic dudes, honestly, this is going to sound absolutely batshit stupid, like. I would cut all four Monastery Swift Spears, play the the full four Hoplites, and play Seder Hoplites instead. Because, like, the actual plus one, plus one counters matter. Yes, you're you're doing something completely different, is the thing. Like, I I feel like if you're playing... I feel like you either play a Prowess deck, or you play a Heroic deck. Like, the the two don't intermingle super well. I feel like if... I feel like... One of one of the archetypes has to be better than the other, though, right? Yes. I don't know which one that and is. I personally think, I think, heroic is just better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reasons I think heroic is better as the archetype is one: there's more cards with it. Yep. Um, I think tenth district legionnaire is a big piece of that. Like okay. that car. Cars just that car's just it. gas. That car's just gas. Like. Being able to get card selection and stuff like that is just insane. Um, two favored hoplite is way better than people think it is. I mean, it's basically a like it is a soul scar mage. Yes, like <laughs> better. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because how like, often does the negative one negative one counters actually matter in on soul scar mage in this format? I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't it, think I. I can't imagine it's like that relevant. It has to be almost zero. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, it's a combo with your three Wild Slash. I mean, it's nice with Reckless Rage, I guess. You can just, like, start chipping negative one. You can start chipping counters off of, like, a snake deck, but... Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, Reckless Rage is most of the time just going to kill him. Yeah, just kill him anyways, right? Like Yeah. Or the, or the other thing is is you just don't care. You're just trying to get through. So mm-hmm. that you're, you're just trying to God's willing yourself through. And, or, you know, like... I, I think Teamer Battle Rage should probably be in the deck because you just Teamer Battle Rage over the top of them. Yeah, like, like that. And, like, having to spend all your cards in one turn for Monastery Swift Spear and Soulscore Mage, and even to, even Monastery Mentor to some degree, it's just not, I don't think that's what you want to be doing. Like, I think you really just want, I think you want to build up a threat and attack yeah, and protect I, the threat. I do think Mentor is interesting, but I like it more of like a sideboard card. Yes, I, I actually don't hate Mentor. I feel like Mentor would take, like, so if we were transferring the standard version over, it would take the slot Krinko had. That, that fits. Because Krinko it's, was it's, only it's, really good with, like, a very specific th- combo yep. of things, right? And it was, it was a go-wide threat. And Monastery Mentor is just better with all your cards. The one difference is Krinko himself also did grow again, remember? Yeah, but you don't like, need to attack with Monastery Mentor true you can just cast a million things so yeah and i think you know and and if you're you know if you have any cards in hand even and stuff like that like monastery mentor on the on the defense makes your um uh you know the the times when you're defiant striking your opponent's creatures and stuff not feel as bad and stuff too Mm. like you know that kind of situation where you're just like i need to cycle this friggin card to get something good not not necessarily that you're attacking with it or anything but like end of turn Defiant Strike my Monastery Mentor, make a token, draw a card. Like, I could do a lot worse things. Instead of just, like, end of turn, Defiant Strike my opponent's creature. This might sound weird coming from me, but three five drops, or five three drops, only 19 lands, seems like the wrong number. I don't... I don't... I don't like having all those three drops. Yeah. I feel like... The entire thing with Feather and Mentor is you never cast them on three mana. No, you don't. You cast. You cast. You always cast them on four with a God's willing in hand. Yeah, you and cast. You cast them on four only with has, something in hand. Yeah, th- and this only has God's willing in the deck. Uh-huh. It doesn't have, um, you know, sheltering light or anything like that. 
which is fine. Like you, you need to make cuts somewhere. You need to make cuts somewhere, but honestly, I'd like to have. I don't know. I'd like to have a little more protection in the deck. Like I know that sounds sounds weird. Like like one or two more cards or something like that. Like even include something. You know, like uh, what was I thinking? Um, I think it's, and we I think we talked about this card, but like uh, you know, with mentor like ephemeral shields or something like that. Like, just yep. play that as it. Like, even though it costs two mana and stuff like that. It is better with Mentor. Yeah, it is better with Mentor. But, like, I still, you know, in in Pioneer, my opinion... Here, so here's my opinion. This deck is playing too low on the threats, I think, like that. I think they should be playing four Tenthers Legionnaire. I think they should be playing four Favorite Hoplite. Three Feather I'm good with. And I think they should be playing three Dreadhorde Arcanist, not four. Yeah, I can see that. I, also... I don't. I don't think Dreadheart Arcanist is a four of card. It's one of those think... cards that, like, I'm always like, you get like, if you hit like two of them, you kind of feel bad, and if you hit like, if you hit them with a feather, you just feel bad too, and it doesn't do much on its own. Well, the one nice thing about it though is like it allows you can freely. You don't feel bad about casting your spells before you play the feather because it True. will itself buy them back. Yeah, but like that's <laughs> why I don't want four. Yeah, like. The thing, Feather being a non-bow with Dreadhorde Arcanist is also one of the things, like, if if it's a non-bow, you're probably winning anyways. Right? To some degree, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Like, I've had situations where it's like, my path to victory involved, involved uh, you know, the Dreadhorde Arcanist triggers and stuff like that. But, you know, it's... Uh-huh. It, that's Those are corner cases, too. But, like, I don't like the mixing of streams in here. Um I'm just trying to look at my. How do you feel about Gird for Battle just generalized in the deck? In is that are they playing that? Not in that build, but in the first build we looked at, they are. In the, they are. Yeah, I'm like super on the fence about that card. Like I I I don't know if it's good enough. Like it when when you go off with it, it feels absolutely unbeatable. Like it feels like the stupidest card ever made in existence Mm -hmm. but like one mana four plus one plus one counters yeah it it can just do insane things but like at the same time i'm like i also do do really like how it grows feather into a five toughness creature which means she dodges a lot of things yeah um yeah I, I agree. Like I, I, I don't hate the card, but I'm like it's one of those ones that I like go back and forth on. Like I'm like, I don't know. Also, weird thing, I think they're playing too many creatures. <laughs> In which version? The the um uh, the second version. The second the one. The, the twenty one creatures. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. In, in my opinion. Well, the first deck we looked at is only playing 18 lands, but they're only playing 3 Feather. They're playing, they're playing 18 lands, 18 creatures, 24 spells. I'm more on, yeah oh there we are yeah I'm more on that I like I like this list better um, two dread herd cast I'm like eh, iffy about I don't like the riles but I don't think there's anything better right now for what I would it, go to, for what I it does do, it's very it's very good yeah I would do two boros charm one teamer battle rage I know you're losing a protection spell off that but. I, I just I Team or Battle Rage is so good when you get it. Like it's just I feel like I would do like uh, one Burrow's Charm, one Team or Battle Rage, one Sheltering Light. I could see that. Stack has like no interaction either. It's playing outside of Reckless Rage. It has zero shocks in it, which is interesting. I'm kind of okay with that. Shock was one of those cards that I felt like I had to have in the deck and didn't want to. Eh, that's fair. Every once in a while, it would give me lethal, which I appreciated. So yeah, I mean, like every once in a while, I would give you lethal and stuff like that. But honestly, if you think about it, like Defiant Strike is just a one. It's just a shock that cycles. I mean, kind of. I uh, attack attack with my dude Defiant Strike, and he gets a plus one plus one counter and the plus one plus plus one or the plus one power from Defiant Strike, and I draw a card. Yeah. Yeah, but you have, to, you have to keep a creature in play for that, though. If I'm here's the deal. If I'm not keeping a creature in play, shocks don't matter because I'm dead already. I guess. I'm like that's just 
the reality of the situation. I'm either running away, running away with the game or I'm not. I feel like I... I disagree with that, but I think that just more comes down to how we both approach the deck. <laughs> vroom, like, vroom. <laughs> I, I do like having the out of just shocking my opponent to death. I, I like having the out of it too, but like, I don't know. It's... I feel like I would rather make my deck more like my deck mm-hmm. than doing something that sometimes infrequently gives me a, a leg up. But... I mean, it's that's always been the little things, though, right? Like if we're yeah. being if we're being honest with ourselves and talking about removal, yeah. um, whatever impulse the two damage to a creature if you can tr- if you have two instant sorceries in your graveyard deals three damage to a creature that is a better removal spell than um, wild slashes. But people what play is... wild reckless impulse, something impulse. Fiery Impulse. Know. Fiery Impulse. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, Fiery Impulse is a better removal spell than Wild Slash is, especially once you get the yep. late game, because three damage matters. There's a reason why everyone still plays Wild Slash, right? Oh, yeah. I get it. Like, like I, I don't disagree, but, you know, like, this deck has Wild Slashes in the sideboard. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just better. And honestly, like, if I want to face if I want to face my opponent, I'm going to play friggin' Boros Charm. Oh, that's the kind of thing. Like, you know, like, the, the first... The first, or like the first, what list am I like? I'm looking at a third list, I think. Um, that's the one nice thing about the first list is, you know, like if you need to, you have the out of just Boros Charm your face, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That is an actual out that people like, can have. The more I look at Boros Charm, the more I think two is right. I like two better than I like the, the one, one, one. Yeah. Like, I know we disagree on that, but like you're sitting here talking about the flexibility of a card and liking the outs and like, I don't know. I'm I'm on this more and more. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It just play, it plays into the the plan of the deck better in my opinion. Yeah. It's just I don't know. 2 mana is just a lot of mana. Feather the podcast. So cuz yeah, we're at like 57 minutes. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> Only like the last 20 minutes was feather, which is funny cuz we literally didn't get beyond the third most popular deck. This is the uh, I'm happy feathers around this. I like, but I don't know. We can have a discussion about this deck too because I know it. Like, or at least I know uh, about the standard versions and stuff, and I've played heroic decks fairly frequently. So yeah, you you actually have things to say about it. Yep. So here's the for... thing: I don't think we'll disagree on this. God's willing, a defiant striker like the some of the best cards in the deck, along with reckless rage. Like, oh, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, God, I just. Love God's Willing, but... God's Willing and Defiant Strike. There's a reason why those two spells were automatic four-ofs in every good version of this deck. Yeah. And also in the heroic decks of the past. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the past. Oh, okay, yeah. Like every, the, every the, version the old blue-white yeah. builds. The blue-white builds. Like, those are sweet, man. Speaking of which, how far down do we have to go until we find the blue-white builds that you're currently... Kimming and hawing over. Sorry, I know I'm ruining your your secret my su- tech. My surprise of showing up at an event with a blue white heroic deck. Blue monument. I don't even see anything. Blue white control. You're basically some version of a control deck, right? So this green, 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 blue blast, white black, blue green, white black, white, white blue with walking blister and mox amber. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> Grixis and Soul Artifact. What the hell is this shit? Hey, you can just you can play anything nowadays, man. Apparently, if you if you scroll down, Myth realized Blue White Control. What there the we hell go, is... man. Yeah, buddy. Man, these one of decks that have won like a single five zero ever. We're getting into some spice coming down here. I I was talking about um, Myth realized at one point for one of days on. Yeah, you played Myth realized in your heroic deck. That not, legit. You did, not, not in heroic. You played. You played Mithrealized uh, in prowess. your prowess deck. No, no it was heroic because it was dragons. So, um, I would have played that in one. Of, I think it was a sideboard card in my heroic deck. Was it? Maybe it was. I can't remember. I feel like it was. How about this? Four days undoing. Four Narset Parter of Veils. They have a combo in mind. <laughs> they have. A, they have a plan that they want to execute. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
Let's put a cap on. Maybe we should put a cap on this because I'm, we're going to get in there. I, I need to... I need to look at some of these decks. This deck is playing a witching well. Here's a deck with Teamer Battle Rage and Blossoming Defense. Blossoming Defense. Just is it like uh, is it actually a heroic build or is it just uh, long is it like Cub Voltaic Brawl? It's an energy. Oh, deck. one of those electrostatic pummeler. There abominations. Are, yeah. I hate those decks. Uh, I, for some reason, I really hate. Electrostatic Cobbler decks, and I have no idea why. I shouldn't hate them, but I do. <laughs> just it's annoying me. Everything about them. I don't even think my deck's on the list. Alright, sorry. I have one more spicy deck that we're going to okay. talk about. Let's talk about a spicy deck. Blue-Red. One deck. 5-0 to Pioneer League. Three Bone Crusher Giants, three Brazen Borrower. Alright. Four Thunderbreak. Just... Just link this to me. So for, are you saying Thunderbreak Regent? <laughs> Thunderbreak Regent. Four Glorybringer. Two Niv Mizzet Perun. Two the Royal Scions. This is like Dragon Tribal almost. <laughs> this is Dragon Control. Oh Here, I'll, po I'll post the link for you. Uh, four Opt. Like... Four, three Stubborn Denial. Three Wild Slash. Four Salumgar Scorn. That card's randomly super good. <laughs> Slumgar scorn. You have to try to make that card good, but if you can, it's good. Like you have to try really hard to make that card good. But I mean, like if you're literally playing like four Thunderbreak Reach and four Glorybringer, two Div Visit, like you're on the train to make that good. Yeah, I mean, if it's not good, it's a sensor. Yeah. With, uh, I do not like four mountains in the main deck. If you're playing, if you're trying to cast Slumgar scorn. Yeah, I get I get it. You need to because Niv Mizzet Perun, but damn, double yeah. blue like <laughs> this is a that's a biscuit, man. That is a spicy, spicy, spicy biscuit. Pioneer is... League win, huh? Yeah, that's all. That's all they have to their name. Sorry, I was just like scrolling. I was like, oh look, that's a glory bringer. Oh uh, man, Pioneer's sweet. Have I mentioned so, that? Let's yeah, let's just. So I think this is the point of the whole thing, too. It's stuff that, even though we got, like, three decks in, I mean, there's other decks that's, like, so, like, some of the other ones are what, Drool Ego, Dreadless Dredge. Ramp decks are still there. Uh, Feathers in the Mix. And Soul decks. Other types of control decks. Mono Red. Like, there's a lot of crap out there right now. Oh, my God. Like, and this format is just cool as shit. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I am... Uh, I know I played one event and kind of got my ass whooped, but like I had, it was so much fun, and I think the decks are cool, and I am just, I'm excited to play another event. All right, I have another deck for you, Fletcher. Oh, I'm sorry. I know I said that we were done, but we can't uh, be done. This just card, link this, this is stupid deck to me. Just link the stupid deck to me. But I kind of, I kind of don't want to, because I want to okay, tell just, you. Just I'm read going, it off. I'm, read it off. I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna link it to you. Just read it off to me first. Just, just look at that first creature. All right, one second here. Let me go Look here. Look at that first creature. Okay, let's see. Oh, Notion Thief. Okay, I'm. you have my attention, sir. <laughs> four Notion Thief, four days undoing. I, I'm like, I see, I'm like, I automatically know what this person is doing. Everything fun. Everything fun. Do I, I don't have, know, do I have I everything to build this deck? No. I don't know how I feel about Drown in the Lock, because it's kind of a nombo with days undoing. Yeah, that's weird. Also, this deck's only win con is Torrential Gear Hulk. Only when it the only win con is torrential gear hook. I mean, and the scarab god, obviously, but uh, and this, yeah, okay, like... two scarab gods, one torrential gear hulk. Those are this deck's win cons. That is all it needs, boy. I guess you can also go notion thief beatdown. Uh, notion thief beatdown can get there. This deck is interesting. I I am happy with this. I feel like it's all trying to be a little too cute. Oh, this deck is trying to be way too cute, but I don't even give a shit, man. To be I would fair, play the hell out of this. Four Notion Thief, four Narset is kind of like, you know, just enough of that effect to make Days Undoing almost good. Yeah, right. Days Undoing exiles itself, right? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, because it, it exiles all spells on the stack, including itself. Actually, you know... You know what this deck needs a little bit more of? That dumb freaking card I play. What's it called? Uh, the Garbage Sanitarium? 
No, my um, uh, that stupid deck I had with Li the Liliana's Caress deck I played with uh, Notion Thief and um, it was a Time Twister effect. That was the Cipher card. Oh, four mana. Uh, um, um, yeah, I can't. Think I can't of remember it because it's, it's such not Whispering garbage. Madness, is it? You Whispering Madness, yes. Yeah, Whispering, whispering Madness. Crest, that was my deck. Yeah. Whispering that's madness. that's what we need up in this. <laughs> anyway, this deck is sweet. Pioneer is yep. sweet. Magic is sweet. Pioneer is awesome and stuff. Yeah. So like. <laughs> Yeah, we literally talked about a single deck for 20 minutes, but okay. Um, it's our podcast. If you don't like it, then I don't know. You get what you pay for. Uh <laughs> man, every once in a while, I've, I'm like thinking, I'm like, man, you know, a lot of people say that, like, you know, it's possible to like grow your base. You just need to, you know, be consistent and have a good product. And I'm like, do we have a good product? <laughs> like, if you really think about it, do we have a good product? I don't know. It's a product. But it's it's a fun product if at the very least i guess i don't know but okay all right so um if you want to shoot us some feedback about this you can send us an email to the locometa at gmail.com um if you want something a little more immediate you can catch us on twitter at the locometa pc um if you want something even more immediate because i'm on all the time you can um, go to the locometa.com there's our episodes there and stuff too but there's also a link to the discord where you can come and yell at us right away. Um, and yeah, cool. John, do you have anything else to say? Aside from Pioneer is just sweet as hell. No, Pioneer is sweet as hell. Sweet, cool. So on that note, we'll catch you next time.